Petersfield's Shine Radio. Hello, I'm Claire Venice. And I'm Geoff Lacey. We're at a fair. And at a local school in this week's Peapod. If you love Petersfield... I love the square. The hangers. The open-air swimming pool. Lots of fun shops. Then the Peapod loves you. It's just a nice town. Everything Petersfield is in the Peapod with Claire Venice and Geoff Lacey. Thank you for joining us in the Peapod. This week we're at the Petersfield Community Fair on the grounds of Churches College as the school celebrates their ter- centenary. That's 300 years. Thank you very much indeed for that. We'll meet with many people taking part in this family event that's packed with local charities, schools, clubs and societies, as well as performers on the festival stage. John Walker will have your latest Petersfield news and Susie stays local this week in her wild walk. We end the Peapod with music from SOS from the Kids and their new song, Roots. The P stands for Petersfield. I can't believe that we live in such a idyllic place. The Peapod. Oh, hi, Geoff. Hello, Claire. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. How are you? We're out. I'm very well. We're out about on a Sunday morning this week. We're at Church's College in the field. Lots of stalls, lots of gazebos. And a huge stage. It's massive. It's a really big stage. It is, isn't it? (laughs) It is. And, um, yes, there's lots going on. Shine Radio have a gazebo here where people can record the news themselves and do a donation. But, yeah, we've just seen some nice dancing by the Italia Conti group and Church's College. So, yeah, great stuff. It's got a really good atmosphere, actually. It's quite buzzing for first thing on a Sunday morning. Yeah, I was speaking to John Walker about this a couple of weeks ago. He said, Petersfield does do community events and festivities very, very well. We all come together, uh, support one another. It's always a great turnout. And once again, yeah, it's it's fantastic. Well, it wasn't that long ago that we were at the Avenue for the Jubilee, Yes. Platinum Jubilee Fate. Yes, where I wore my lovely suit. You did. Glad to say we haven't got that on today. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, once again, we're, we're back out and about. It's really good to see and meet so many people. Yes, it is lovely. So how's your week been? It's been good. It's been good. Nina came home from her 100-kilometre Duke of Edinburgh Silver Award Oh, yes, how was expedition. that? She had a wonderful time. I have to say, Hampshire Outdoors organised it so well. Uh, I think they only lost of about 50 students taking part, about three or four children couldn't make it. They didn't actually oh, you lose, lose them. Oh, you lose them. They didn't actually lose them en route. They just couldn't complete due to awful yeah. you know, blisters, things like that. But the rest did do it, and hats off to them. That's quite an achievement. Um, but gorgeous weather, you know, came back. I actually do wonder if she'd gone to Spain instead. <laughs> She's come back so brown. Right. So I'm, you know, thrilled they managed to do that. So yeah, good week. How, how about you, Geoff? Yeah, went to the theatre. Very good, very good. The Unfriend at uh, uh, Chichester. Brilliant, really enjoyed it. Um, yes, yeah, so, but it was it was a lovely, as a one-off, or once a year, a great thing to do. It was once every 30 years or something, Geoffrey, wasn't it? How old are you when you last went to the theatre? I, I think it was Shakespeare in A-levels. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Laura, who is with us now, who, who presents the ticket show on Shine Radio, is looking absolutely horrified at that. Well, <laughs> Laura has directed me in a couple of, um, in a play, uh, 39 Steps, and I think she assumes that as I perform, I like to go to the theatre. Oh, she's nodding. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose you have been to the theatre of sorts and you've been on stage. Very much so. <laughs> Very much so. Problem is... How are you going to get yourself out of this? Right. I am going to explain this. Sometimes when I'm on the when I'm watching, I picture myself how I would do it, and that probably takes away from the experience. Laura, are you happy with that answer? 
Thumbs, Thumbs up. up. <laughs> Phew, breathe a sigh of relief. Right. So we've already seen quite a few people. Yes, just we've done. We've done passing by. Yeah, we a few people. Yes, and we've done already done some of the interviews, haven't we? Mm-hmm. We've been around to some of the gazebos, and it's great to speak to the charities. Yeah, it is. I don't think we've been to events where so many charities are local charities are together yeah. so it is really lovely to be able to to see how many wonderful charities there are in our area there is also joff opposite us a rather enticing bouncy castle set up uh, yeah i don't i think i'm a tad old and a tad large for a bouncy castle uh, the last time i was on a bouncy castle i broke someone's nose <laughs> okay uh, half 11 at night a couple of ales had been drunk i did my best wwe off the back wall <laughs> landed and realised I'd broken his nose so so far too many young young kids so I'd better keep away enticing for other people maybe not for you then okay we'll stay clear of that one there's a traditional children's flying chairs which looks far too fast for me I can't go on those ones anymore I can't go round and round and round and round why do you get too dizzy yeah Yeah. makes you feel a little picky I am not I wouldn't go to Walton Towers or anything like that Don't, don't like them I get very dizzy, very sick, and I don't like it, and I cry. Uh, we'll, we'll, stay, we'll, stay, we'll steer clear of that side, then. Yes, and lots of food. Our, our friend Alfie from Earth Oven is here. He is. So I think we'll pop along and see him. There's a bar. Crepe Britain, Ooh. I hear. Do you like crepes? I do. And what would you have in your crepe, crepe of oh, choice? You know, it depends if you're feeling savoury or sweet. Probably this morning something savoury, I think, to keep me going. How about you? Right. You're looking horrified at me, Joff. A savoury crepe. What yeah. is going to be in a savoury crepe? Well, you can have them that are savoury. You can have mushrooms and cheese, things like that. <laughs> Would you? <laughs> Looking very confused. Yes, yummy. Nah, you obviously go to the sweet route. Nutella, <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, the last time I had a crepe was in Swanage. You'll be surprised uh, to know. And it had ice cream in it. Yeah, that's nice too. And some hundreds of thousands and that type of thing. But a savoury crepe. Yes. <laughs> What's so strange about that? <laughs> We're going to have to investigate. Right. We'll go and talk to we'll, them. We'll and go let and talk you know them. what they have let on offer. Let you know. <laughs> well, as you know, we'd love to hear from you. So if you have a story you'd like us to cover or would just like to say hi, please contact us. We're on 01730 for a call or a WhatsApp or you can email team at shineradio.uk. Coming up, Claire and I will be roaming the fair. But first, here's Joff and John Walker with a roundup of the latest news in the Petersphere. Hello, John. How are you? Very well, mate. Very well. I can hear you just about over the noise of glasses chinking and children shouting. Yes, we're meeting up on a Sunday lunchtime. We are in a beer garden. We're having a quiet pint. But there is a little bit of hubbub in the background, so our apologies. But, John, how's your week been? Very well, thank you, mate. Yeah, not bad at all. Weather's been a bit iffy, but, no, it's been fine. It's been fine. And what news has graced the Peaceful Post this week? Oh, so, Job, you make it sound so, so good when in reality. John, you're a highly respected journalist in the town, bringing out quality content every single week. And we can't wait to hear what you've uncovered each week. Well, hey, I'm the only journalist in the town. (laughs) (laughs) So it's... uh, (laughs) And I don't so much uncover stuff as it lands on my desk, to be honest with you, John. But 
you, you can carry on going along with that myth if you like. That's fine. Yeah, I think I think it's it's a great myth. So, John, we spoke during the week. You've done a bit of a undercover work, I believe, around the bridge on Torway. Once again, Joff, you are dramatising this. There's no undercover. I just phone people up and ask them questions. It's not like the news of the world used to be. <laughs> Our reporter made his excuses and left. Um, yes, the, the bridge off Torway into the Festival Hall car park, as it stands at this precise moment in time, and nobody seems to know anybody who owns it or is responsible for it. Um, Petersfield Town Council said, no, it's not us. Nothing to do with us. Try the uh, Hampshire County Council, the Environment Agency. East Hampshire District Council said, Torway, where's that? <laughs> no, no, that's unkind. They said, Petersfield, where's that? <laughs> um, no, they, they, uh, and that, that was... Incorrect. They didn't say anything like that. I better make that clear before they sue me. No, that East Hampshire District Council said it was nothing to do with them, although the Festival Hall car park is owned by them. Hampshire County Council actually did say, Torway, where's that? How do you spell it? And at the moment, they are unaware of any ownership of that bridge. So it appears that my last port of call will be to the Environment Agency, although why they would own a bridge... I don't know. Apparently it goes over a river, so therefore it's theirs, Barry. Brambles are growing quite considerably. And I, we joked a couple of weeks ago that they were going to allow the brambles to grow so much that no one would know the bridge was there anyway. But it seems it's getting closer and closer to being fact. Yes, it is. You're right. And I've got a very good picture that you may well see in the pages of the Peaceful Post this week uh, making that point. It's, it's just bizarre. It's the bridge that nobody owns. It's fantastic. It's a free bridge. If you want to go and camp on it or build a house on it, crack on, because nobody owns it. And I saw it in the Peaceful Post last week. It looks like the Festival Hall is increasing in cost. Joff, I love it when you start on this one. Right. Yes, they did say initially last year it was going to be around £13 million. They are now looking at borrowing £15 million or obtaining £15 million to do the uh, to do the work, so clearly it's gone up. And the town council admits that if they start actually start work on it or start the thing going next year, it will probably cost more than that because everything is going up. So it's a ballpark figure. Unfortunately, the ballpark is probably as big as the heath. Um, and I, uh, yeah, and they were looking at. It says it in the minutes of one of their meetings. They were looking at borrowing 15 million pounds. Although they are clear at the moment that no decision has been made on whether they borrow it, get grants or loans, or it's a mixture of borrowings and loans, I'm still wondering whether they'll have done all this work to get all the planning permission and everything up to the cost of more than a million has already been spent on this. A million pounds of the money that has been generated by Petersfield Town Council has been spent on just getting the project this far. That's £1 million of effectively what should be or could be termed as money that is there to be spent on the people of Petersfield. And this can only have a knock-on effect on potential future users of the new Festival Hall. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if... if, And I think they will end up borrowing a certain amount of the £15 million as it stands at the moment. Um, they're going to have to, otherwise it will never get done. And... Um, 
or it's unlikely to get done. Let's put it like that. The Heritage Lottery Fund might go, yes, peaceful town council, have a blank cheque, do it all. But we shall see. If they borrow money, it will have to be repaid. How are they going to repay it? Are they going to put up council tax? Who knows? I suspect what will happen is they will start putting on prestigious productions in there, which are going to cost 50, 60, 70, 80 pound a ticket to, to go and see. You know, they've got to pay the money back and that'll be the knock-on effect. So it'll almost be somewhere you've had experience of. It'll be almost like Petersfield's version of Chichester Festival Theatre. And the ticket prices over there average out at about £90 for two people a time. So we shall see. And anything to finish with, John? Good Festival of Speed went ahead last weekend. You may say, why has that been covered in the post? Mainly because most of the cars come through Petersfield on the way to and from it. Again, it's it's an odd, bizarre thing that it seems like the only way to Goodwood is through Petersfield and Harting. Doesn't matter whether you come from bloody Brighton, you still have to go through Petersfield and Harting <laughs> to get there. Uh, so we get treated to seeing all the a lot of the cars go. Whoosh. But yeah, that, that's there'll be a couple of pages of pictures from there. It's a prestigious. Oh, I love that word. That's twice today, Josh. Um, it's a big, big event. And a lot of people go to it. But like I say, it does crowd out the roads through Petersfield. And do we need any more cars and roads of Petersfield? Possibly a topic for another afternoon. <laughs> Let's move away from roads and potholes and everything. Oh, I didn't like... <laughs> John, it's been great catching up with you. Have a good week, and I'll see you very, very soon. You will indeed, Geoff. I'm about to have two weeks off from Wednesday, so that'll be fantastic. Have a good break, John, but ensure you're keeping your nose to the grindstone to keep us up to date with what's going on in the Petersphere. OK. Cheers, mate. The Peaceful Post is out every Wednesday and now costs a round pound, worth every single penny. So do pick one up with your weekly shop or subscribe to the digital version. Church's College was established in 1722 and is celebrating its 300th anniversary this year. We're at the Petersfield Community Fair taking place on the school's grounds as part of the celebrations. Joining us now is organiser Nick Smith. Hello Nick, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. So, we're here in the grounds of Church's College. Hundreds of stalls, hundreds of people. Is this what you were hoping to achieve? Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely fantastic when we by the way i'm not the organizer i'm one of many many organizers but um when we were look, when we were thinking about what we wanted to do with the 300th anniversary of the school the thing that came out the most was actually in just engaging with the whole community that that is associated with the school and i think petersfield and churches are, have this symbiotic relationship so it's really important for us we uh, included the petersfield community in the surrounding area today is very much a celebration of that um, and I'm just absolutely delighted that so many people have come out today. And there have been other various events as well taking place to celebrate your 300th anniversary. What else have you got going on? Yeah, so, so today is very much aimed at local charities uh, coming involved, local businesses, people of Peaceville being involved. Um, and actually we've had loads of events for the whole community. So I think we kicked off the tercentenary uh, celebrations with every single child uh, who attends the school from the junior school and the senior school and the staff forming a big 300 photo on this pitch here. Um, we, we also planted a wood at Penn's Place, uh, which was also part of the um, Queen's Jubilee and her, her desire that everybody plant a tree for the Jubilee. So we planted a wood of 1,800 trees there, which is... Uh, 
again, uh, something that hopefully the whole community can enjoy. And then we've had various um, events throughout the year. Um, uh, and last night, you may have heard it. <laughs> and if uh, I hope everybody's okay with that. And it, it was actually okay. Um, but we had a, a, a big summer concert, um, which was attended by, I think, uh, 1,700 people in the end, where we were also celebrating um, uh, the Queen's Jubilee. Um, and it was a, a lovely event. And do you think you've achieved your goals and dreams? Uh Yes, I mean, there's, there's, we can always do more, but I think it's such a special thing, a 300th anniversary. And I think, as I said earlier, the main thing for us is that we just gave everybody an opportunity to be involved. And what's been great is we've just engaged with so many people, lots of people who maybe haven't um, engaged with the school before um, and actually have just embraced it with us. And um, we're actually absolutely delighted by that. And, um, uh, you know, I hope that these relationships will continue going forward. Nick, thank you very much for joining us. Enjoy the rest of the day. Thank you very much. You too. The P stands for Petersfield. I think it's an amazing place to live. The Peapod. Susie decides to stay local for her wild walk this week and admires the hollyhocks. I'm standing in my own garden again and I'm not cheating this time because Rain and I have um, done the village walk which I wanted to share with you because it's just at the point where the hollyhocks and village tree are looking absolutely gorgeous. And if you want to see, there's a photograph of Rain plus hollyhocks um, on the website. So the reason why I did that is because it's Wimbledon. She had a really good walk this morning. So this afternoon, I just decided, yes, you, good girl. I just decided that we would do the millennium and also the start of the walk that I'm going to be doing for the walking festival, which is Sheet Common. So we went up past the old mill. She didn't swim because it isn't really very hot today at all. And then on to Hogsmoor and round there, met a friend and their dogs. I had a, she had a really good scamper. It sounded a bit like I was scampering for a second, but anyway, no, it was definitely just the dogs. And then we came back up Village Street, which is just a joy. I hope you can't hear this too much, but it's very windy, so I'm sort of cowering under our apple tree and um, being pelted by some of the tiny June drop, even though we did thin it the other day, didn't we? Yes, and you scrumped and decided it was nasty and I don't blame you. But it's really interesting getting down at this level in your own garden because it actually looks completely different. So I'm at a sort of a... Be quiet. I'm at a newt's eye view of our pond and the water mint actually looks incredibly tall and there is sort of mallow where the dragonfly likes to come. Um, and Rain, you're actually standing on the sparrow's dust bath. This is where the sparrows come. Actually, what's extraordinary is the other day she was just lying down on the lawn, and well, what I laughingly call the lawn, and uh, the sparrow was just sort of fossicking through its dust bath and in the bottom of the hedge and not remotely bothered by her at all, and she didn't stir either. But anyway, back to my earthworm view. And the verbena and the delphiniums and um, the roses even look immensely tall here. But I'm going to um, go in and watch the rest of Wimbledon in a minute. Yes, I know. 
Now, will you stop podcast bombing? Um, because it's such a reminder of my mother, because she used to work and she would come in and we'd have strawberries and cream. And whenever I watch Wimbledon, and I have done in living memory my whole life, uh, I think of her, which is rather nice. I feel close to her, but I do miss her a lot at these times. And when she was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, uh, they said, you know, if I could wave a magic wand and you could have anything, obviously not life, because, um, you know, it was very clear she wasn't going to have very long. But anyway, the consultant said to her, if I could wave a magic wand and give you anything other than that, what would you choose? And she said, oh, if only I could see Wimbledon. But um, sadly, she died in that February three weeks later so that wasn't to be but um I suppose I'm thinking of this because of the death of Deborah James as well so you know with one and two of us getting cancer I think we all need to be aware pancreatic still awful um and she was told it was indigestion for a whole year so there we are um, on that cheerful note I'm going to bid you farewell but there was the most wonderful bird that I just recorded finally on the walk so I'm going to ask my producer if he'll put that in at the end because it's cheery and beautiful and as ever about life have a lovely week Don't forget the inaugural Petersfield Walking Festival takes place from August the 20th until the 27th. Offering over 40 guided walks, you can also join Susie on one too. Go to petersfieldwalkingfestival.co.uk for more information. Coming up, we meet many of the local charities here at the fair and we'll bring you our latest What's On Guide. Well, we've started roaming around the fair and Claire and I have bumped into Terry Doubleday from Homestart Butzer. Terry, how are you? Very well, thank you. And how about yourselves? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. So, what are your plans for today? <laughs> okay, well, for today we have uh, mainly our children's tombola. Um, so we've got hundreds of donated prizes, and it's... Uh, usual sort of 50p a ticket or five for two pounds um all all children's items now you've also got your summer festival coming up yes, exactly. can you tell us a bit more about that then yeah absolutely so that's um at the half moon in sheet um and it's virtually a month so the first event is on the uh, evening of the 6th of july so just this, this week coming and the last one is on the 31st of july so um uh, something for everyone really because it's not only music um there are a number of music events going through uh, ranging from um acapella right up to sort of like hard rock if you see what, that, that sort of thing but also we've got um one man plays uh something for the children again which is phase fables that's on a sunday afternoon um and then we've got um uh, west end musical type events as well and then on saturday i can't remember the date um, but it's all on the website and everything we have um, a bottomless brunch 
with uh, legends, so um, you know, and Prosecco and, and stuff. So that's a bit more expensive than the others. The others range between three, five pounds, whatever, but that one is actually 25 pounds, but then you just keep drinking Prosecco all the time. And you know, I can't see a problem with that, really. <laughs> so Terry, people can go to the Home Start Butzer website to find out all the all details and how to book tickets. Yeah, or, or, the, or the Half Moon website as well. Um, there's no actual physical tickets this year. It's all done online. Um, so you do need to go in. You don't need passwords or anything like that at all. Just go on and follow the, the, the links and... and go for your event. Sounds great, Terry. Lovely to bump into you. And to you. Have nice a good day. Thanks. You again. Thanks. Bye-bye. And now we're joined by Nicola. Hi, Nicola. How are you? Very well and lovely to be here. Um, so you're here today with Terry at Home Start Butza. What else are you promoting here? So we're really, really keen to recruit some more volunteers. They are the heart, the soul, the life of our charity. And we've got a new course that starts on the 15th of September, five weeks. It's a day course, so it's 9.30 till 2.30. We would love to have anyone who's got parenting experience to come and help the families, the local families. So if you're interested, go to our website or phone the office. We'd love to hear from you. And how many hours of volunteering per week are you looking for? So once they've gone through the course and they're happy, we'd like two to three hours a week, which makes the most incredible difference to a family. I can't tell you what that can do to families who are struggling with young children. It is something so powerful and meaningful for local families and uh, they are amazing people our volunteers and we'd love to have more of you and you mentioned their local families what area do you cover then with home start butzer so it's quite a big patch so we start from gretham in the north all the way down through the villages petersfield all the way down south to clanfield and rowlands castle and horndean so it's the southern parishes of east hampshire so you don't have to live there but that's where you would be volunteering in that patch for families in that area brilliant thanks so much nicola nice to see you today Next to the Home Start Butser gazebo is the Lions Club of Petersfield and we're now joined by Jo. Hello Jo, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. We're just looking forward to a day full of sunshine and seeing the local community here. So I think it's going to be a great day. Now I see we see a Lions Club of Petersfield gazebo in every festivities, anything that's going on in the town. What is it the Lions Club does? Well, what we do is we support internationally um, the different charities that are in trouble, um, whether there's going to be um, a need for refugees like in the Ukraine, but also we concentrate on local charities, so people who need an immediate need to make their lives better. So we look at, and in, people come to us via the website or because of uh, meeting us here, and they tell us the problems they're facing. And we then, as a club, look at what we can do to help them. And that can be a, a wheelchair for someone who no longer can get out, to a special treatment for um, a young person who is struggling with their disabilities, um, and also local schools if they're not able to get some things. So it's basically looked at on a one-to-one -one basis to ensure that we're using the money we raise here today um, and uh, other uh, community events that the money is used wisely for local and international. And have you got any other events lined up for the rest of the year? We've got some fundraising um, events. We did an amazing um, event last week at Vintage Bentley, uh, which William Metcalf um, put on for us. That was an amazing, rare opportunity, and that was fundraising. We've got a bridge 
event coming up in later in the summer and details are here and also on our website but we are doing the Petersville festivities we always go along to that because again another community effort so it's basically we come to where we're invited as well <laughs> excellent Joe thank you very much for joining us and good luck today thanks very much and well done Shine for being here too we've come round to the canine partners gazebo and um, oh surrounded by dogs which I love. Joff's shaking his head. And we met with Santa. Hi, Santa. You're representative from Canine Partners. Yes, I'm an advanced trainer at Canine Partners, and today I'm here to just uh, look for volunteers. And you've also got a dog show here. Are you involved with that? Well, my colleagues are, uh, but they're going to show uh, Day in the Life for assistance dogs. So it's going to all start with uh, dog waking their um, partner up, then going to uh, shower, dressing up, uh, helping with the washing machine, uh, loading, offloading, opening the doors, opening the cupboards, switching the buttons, everything that assistant dogs do in a day in the life of a person, of our partners. So it's going to be a show of like 20 minutes. So I hope it's going to be lovely. That's really interesting because you don't normally, at a dog show, get to see something like that. How long does it take to train the dogs to do that sort of thing? Well, we have kind of two stages in dog's life. So first is the puppyhood, uh, which is from uh, eight weeks till a year or maybe longer. Then uh, after that, from the puppy parents, they go in advanced training, which takes around 17 weeks, where dogs are coming to our centre. And uh, me, as uh, myself as advanced trainer, we are teaching them this uh, specific tasks as pushing the doors open, uh, pushing the doors closed, tugging off the jumpers or shoes. So that takes 17 weeks. And then there's two, three weeks uh, that they will be partner up with the uh, person. The partner will come into our center and we're going to teach them how to actually work together with a dog. And then they become a partnership. So it is around two years for a dog to actually become assistant dog. It's incredible, isn't it? So how long have you been involved with Canine Partners? Not that long. So I have been working now for uh, around eight months um, and I have been loving every single day because it's such an amazing job. We go to Petersfield really often in a town and work our dogs there. Uh, everybody is so nice and uh, very kind to us when we appear with the dogs and they uh, give us away or always ask to help even if I drop the keys and my dog needs to pick the keys up for me everybody's like oh should I help you I'm like no 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 the dog is training the dog is going to do it <laughs> now you mentioned you're looking for volunteers what role what does a volunteer need to do at Canine Partners so we have loads of different types of volunteer opportunities but we are here for two main uh, volunteer opportunities one is a puppy parent and the second one is advanced training foster a puppy parent you would have a dog for a year uh, and you will have a support from a satellite trainer uh, you will have maybe some social days together with all the other puppies going to the zoo or going for a train ride um, good thing about this is that everything is covered also by our charity we give um, the food we also care for the dog health and welfare so the vet bills and everything is on us uh, and then uh, yeah you will have a dog for a year uh, and then the dog is going to go to advanced training advanced training fosters are a little bit different a little bit more time consuming because we want you to bring the dog in into our training um, um, main training arena which is in Hayshot where we're going to train the dog for, for uh, from Monday till Friday maybe it's only three days a week maybe it's all five days a week it's all what the volunteer can give to us and then um, yeah and then the dog will be with you for 17 weeks and you will bring the dog into um, 
the training and then after 17 weeks uh, hopefully he's going to become assistant dog so and again everything is covered from us as well all the food costs all the wet bills so in a sense we try to be very flexible with our volunteers as well if you want to have a vacation we're going to find you a body foster so everything all of that size we try to cover that too so we do desperately need volunteers so there you go you heard it here <laughs> thanks very much santa lovely to talk to you nice to talk to you too thank you next to the canine partners gazebo we have turned up at the peaceful and district angling club and joining us now is Steve. Hello, Steve, how are you? Yeah, good morning. Yes, uh, I'm fine, thank you. Good. So, what are you looking to achieve for, with the Peaceful and District Angling Club here at the community fair? Yes, so what we're trying to pr promote from the angling club is juniors. We're trying to make um, Peaceful Angling Club very, very family friendly, very family orientated, and we're trying to get juniors into the club. Uh, over the last few years, we've seen our club membership grow, but it's more senior and older people. Um, so over the last couple of years, we've had a junior event. Um, obviously, COVID put paid for it for a few years, but we encourage children to come along and have an hour taster at a junior event in September. Everything's supplied. We have trained coaches and uh, we have all of the necessary equipment for them to come and give it a go without you know, any financial commitment. And last year we had 102 children there, so over a weekend. Well, fantastic. And now, is it an expensive hobby to get into? Uh, it can be. Uh, if you want to go out and spend thousands of pounds, you can. But you don't have to spend that sort of money. A, a good starter kit will probably cost you in the region of 30 to 50 pounds. And just the, basic, just the basics. Um, the club help out. We try and, with our junior anglers, if they need some bits, we have a reserve of sort of second-hand tackle that everyone gives us, and uh, we hand that out. We give it out to them. If they really are committed and want to have a go, then we'll help them out in that side, on that side of things. So, so, yeah, not too expensive. And where in, where in Petersall can you go fishing? Uh, so we have waters not far away, uh, uh, close to Bereton, at uh, Bow Peak Pond. We've got three waters in uh, Nywood and another water in Rake. So all close by and also a couple of river stretches as well. But we've also got links with about 10 or 12 local clubs where we can go and share their waters as well. Brilliant, Steve. Thanks very much for joining us and hope you have a successful day. No, thank you. The P stands for Petersfield. It's a lovely area, lovely people, lovely atmosphere. The Peapod. So we're continuing our walk around to the gazebos here at Church's College and in the background you may have noticed various different types of music. There's a dance show going on. We've got some jolly music going on at the moment, Geoff, haven't we? Yes, I'm looking forward to getting up on stage and dancing myself. <laughs> looking forward to that, I think we all are. We've now come to the Girl Guiding Hampshire East Gazebo and we're joined by Steph. Hi Steph. Hello, nice to see you. Nice to see you too. Can you tell us a bit more about what goes on at Girl Guiding Hampshire East please? Uh, we are Peter on this district. So we are based in Petersfield itself. We run the guides, brownies, rainbows and rangers that take place in Petersfield. And we're recruiting for new girls and new guide leaders. Because we're desperately short as everybody is. <laughs> Obviously that's quite a lot of different groups that you have here then. How many people take part in, in those groups? 
Oh, I was thinking our district is about 300 at the moment. So we've got rainbows, which is uh, the young ones, which are four to seven-year-olds. Then you've got brownies, which everybody's heard of, which is seven to ten. Guides, which are ten to fourteen. And then the rangers, which are fourteen to sixteen. And obviously the, the leaders. And so you're looking for volunteers to help run the various different groups that you have? Yeah, we're looking for volunteers to help with the guiding itself, but also we are uh, chronically short on guides. Our particular unit, which meets on a Friday, is very short, so we're looking to try and get some more girls to join us. Um, you know, So come and join in on the activities that we do. I was going to say, what sort of activities do you do as a, as a girl guide? So the guides themselves, what have we done this? We've been up to see the alpacas at Sheet this term and they really enjoyed that. We're going on a night hike this week. We did one earlier in the year when it was full moon and we went out and made pancakes on top of Harting Hill, which was very good. Uh, we try and get out as much as possible because we're an outdoorsy kind of unit. We haven't managed to camp recently, but that's definitely next on the agenda. Get back into camping again. Obviously, the, the dreaded pandemic hit everybody and it kind of curtailed what we do, but we're bouncing back nicely. Lots of crafty stuff as well. Also, you know, you name it, we do it. <laughs> so how can people contact you then if they'd like to get involved? Uh, the best way to get in touch is to go to the website, which is very easy, www.girlguiding.org.uk. And then there's a section on there for join us. And if you register there, it will pick up your area and assign you, you know, send your information to the nearest person to get back to you. Brilliant. Steph, thank you so much. Hello, Have a good you. day today. Thanks very much. The Peapod Events Guide. What's on in the Petersphere? On Saturday the 9th of July, the Phoenix Theatre and Arts Centre presents an open-air concert that heralds in new beginnings for all music lovers and for the new town centre. Titled A Night at the Proms, the event will take place at Sergeant's Yard in Borden from 7.30pm. More details can be found at the theatre's website. The Petersfield Museum and Flora Twork Gallery will host a walk called Alcohol in Petersfield on Tuesday the 12th of July. The walk will take a tour of some of the local pubs, inns, breweries and other associated buildings that have been and gone. Go to the museum's website for more information and how to book tickets. Also taking place on Tuesday the 12th of July is the TPS Summer Music Festival. From 6pm until 8pm at the TPS studio and around the school, enjoy all the fabulous music making at TPS this year with bands, ensembles and solo performances. Further details and tickets can be found on the TPS Studios website. And if you'd rather stay in, there's always your local radio station, Shine Radio, to listen to. Available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. There's a new episode of Dogs With Jobs to now listen to. Join Shine Radio's Kate Fairweather as she meets a talented Springer Spaniel who works for the Hampshire Fire Service. You can listen to Dogs With Jobs and other programmes at shineradio.uk bringing you also a brighter mix of great music, local news and information. If you're running an event, get it in the guide at shineradio.uk. We continue our journey around the fair and we've come across First Sheet Scout Group. And joining us are Will and Jeanette. How are you both? Very well, thank you. Good, good morning. Hello, yeah, we're very good, thank you very much. And what are you looking to achieve here at the fair this morning? So we're two-pronged attack. We've got um, Thomas, who is representing um, Sheet, Hampshire and the UK at the World Scout Jamboree in South Korea next year. So he's raising funds for that because he has to raise about £4,000. So he's busy doing that. Um, the other side is that we're just letting people know we're here, that scouting is out there. 
come and see what we do. Come and just have a go at stuff, you know. Come and have a go here, it's free. <laughs> and um, yeah, so it's just awareness more than anything. And if people want to sign up for scouting, we're here to do that as well. And how has scouting got on through the pandemic? It's been a challenge. Um, I think we've all felt the challenge, but we've come out the other side. We've um, had a, a promotion called Hashtag Bounce Back, um, which to be fair, Sheet didn't need. Uh, we've been very fortunate that we lost very few young people. We did lose a lot of leaders, unfortunately, that you know families took priority, needless to say. So yeah, we've come back, we're building up our leadership team um, and we're always happy to welcome new young people. Well, we are now joined by Thomas, who Jeanette mentioned. Thomas, you're fundraising for a pretty special thing then. Can you tell us a bit more about what you're doing, please? So the World Scout Gemery uh, is held every four years in a place somewhere around the world. And it's where scouts meet up from basically anywhere at this place. So this time it's South Korea. Um, And they go there for about two weeks and just generally have a good time and camp with each other. It does sound brilliant. It sounds really exciting. So how long have you been involved with the Scouts? I've been involved with Scouting for six years now. Um, However, I've started my World Scout Jamboree journey this time last year, basically. But yeah. And what does the journey involve? Is that fundraising as well as other events? Uh, So every two months I meet up with my team who's coming with me. And yes, quite a lot of fundraising is needed. Um, I also do a paper round in the morning to get a bit more but yeah and you're hoping to get some more awareness here today yes hopefully uh because at the moment quite a few people don't actually know what the jamboree is um so as well as fundraising i am making sure that people can go and have this experience themselves so how old are you then thomas i'm 13. that's amazing and how are any of your friends taking part in the jamboree as well um no well i've made quite a few new friends uh, but no one I knew previously. What's the best thing you've done through the Sheet Scout group? Probably, <laughs> there's loads of camps. I really enjoy the camps. Um, but I think just having the opportunity to meet new people, uh, go on the camps, learn new skills, and hopefully use those skills in later life. Thomas, it's been lovely to meet you. Congratulations on taking part in the Jamboree and good luck with it all. So, Jeanette, what's it like for Sheet to have... Thomas going on the Jamboree? Oh, we're so proud. Thomas has been with us since he was a beaver, so six years old. To be selected, along with Isla, who's one of our explorers but isn't here today, that's two out of 140 through the whole of Hampshire, so we are extremely proud. There's approximately 4,000 going from the UK, and there'll be 54,000 young people on site. So, very proud. I've known Thomas since he was a beaver, um, and it's a great, great opportunity and a great achievement for them. And I know we introduced... Will to start with. Will, how long have you been involved with the Beavers? So I've been involved with the Beavers for three years now. So I started off as a parent when my son joined and then got more involved and so have now taken on the role of a leader at our Beaver group. And what kind of things do Beavers do? So um, we do a huge range of activities. We've actually just had our family beaver camp, um, which was absolutely great. Loads of, of beavers, young beavers and their parents and their siblings all came out to, to Lions Cops, which is a, a campsite just by Wickham, and did a whole range of different activities. Had great fun there. Um, and otherwise, what are we doing? We've got a sports afternoon on Monday for our beavers. We've done kayaking on the pond at the Heath a couple of weeks back. So, so they have a, have a great time with us. Brilliant, Will. Thanks for joining us. Now, Claire and I have moved along to the Petersfield Dementia Friendly 
gazebo and we're now joined by Jeff Williams who has been on Shine Radio before. Hello Jeff, how are you? I'm very good, how are you? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Long time no see. Yeah, literally long time no see. <laughs> so Jeff, what are you looking to achieve through the stall here today? Well we represent Dementia Friendly Petersfield and um, what we're trying to do is put ourselves in the public spotlight. We do th- all, all different kinds of things with dementia. We've been going since 2014 in Petersfield, and we've now got nine groups that we run over a monthly basis. So if you want to find out more, if you give me a bell, 07849195702, I can explain it all to you. What kind of events do you do in and around Petersfield then to help people with dementia? We, we, we do lots of different types of groups, because not everything suits everybody. We've just recently started off dementia-friendly football, which we run the Tyro on a second Monday of the month. And it's been amazingly successful. We're, we're on to our fifth, fifth session now. And it's for guys with dementia and their mates. And these guys just have a wonderful time. It's really good. That sounds great. And you also have coffee mornings and things like that as well, don't you, in town? We do. Winton House run a coffee morning. Uh, but we run most of ours in the URC church. And Pizza Rugby Club, as you can see. We've got the Rugby Club gazebo, where we've got an amazing choir which meets three, three times a month. And how, how long have you been involved with the Dementia Friendly Group, since, since the start? I actually started it. Oh, right. 14. And how, how has the group grown over the last eight years? Well, we started off with one group, and then we started doing Dementia Friendly Petersfield, if you, and I think you remember that. And we signed up over 60 businesses in Petersfield to be dementia friendly, to make a, a good, safe environment for people with dementia. And from that, we because we're a total charity and through donations we've managed to start the other clubs off and we've got an amazing group of volunteers who look after people with dementia so as I say if you need to know more just get in touch Jeff thank you for joining us it's lovely to see you you take care and hopefully I'll see you much sooner yeah thanks very much We've come round to the Petersfield Voluntary Care Group gazebo and met up with John Hi John how are you? I'm very well thank you can you tell us a little bit more about what the group does, please? Well, essentially, we um, provide transport for people who uh, wish to go to, say, hospital appointments or doctor's appointments or dentists or almost anything else who are unable to get there themselves. Um, and we have a, a team of volunteer drivers who use whatever spare time they have in their own cars to take people to these appointments. Um, I first became aware of your group during the pandemic when I think a lot of people needed additional help getting to places or needed volunteers to help drive. Did you notice an increase in need during the pandemic? Uh, There there was an increase um, and of course this made it a bit more difficult because of the other restrictions that the pandemic imposed Um, but we did manage to continue running um, a service um, throughout the pandemic. So we're now joined by Alison. Um, hi, Alison. I wonder if you could tell us a bit more about how long the group has been going for, please. Hello. Um, well, the idea was through a pact in 1976, and we think that we were founded in 1978 by Joyce Perry, who's still alive and lives in Petersfield. And how long have you been involved then? Um, well, I started working as the centre manager of Winton House in 2004. So although I wasn't directly involved with 
Petersfield Voluntary Care Group until 2010 when I retired. I saw all the drivers coming in with their brown envelopes to drop them off in the office then. And you're still involved now? Yes, absolutely. I've been on the committee now for, let me see, nearly 10 years and I'm the chairman now. And are you looking for volunteers? Is that what your purpose is here today? Yes, we're always looking for volunteers and quite a lot of us are in our 70s and 80s so it would be really good at Churches College here today to find some younger parents maybe that can eventually take over the reins as well as we retire. So how can people get hold of you if they are interested in volunteering? How can people find out more? Uh, they do this right by ringing Winton House, which is in the High Street, as, uh, as you probably know, and a coordinator uh, there links a customer up with a driver, uh, and they send out emails to us drivers every day, uh, and then we can pick which ones we can do. And what kind of area do the drivers need to drive around then? Is it, is it really local or is it a little bit further afield? It's really what people wish to do. There are drives just to GP surgeries locally. Um, we go to local hospitals. We go to QA, St Mary's, Guildford, St Richard's, Southampton hospitals. That's about as far as we go. Well, thank you both very much. Lovely to meet you here this morning. And our final gazebo of the day is we've come to Connect to Support Hampshire and we're joined by Brenda. Hello Brenda, tell us a little bit more about Connect to Support Hampshire. Hello, I work in Hampshire County Council, Adults Health and Care Department and Connect to Support Hampshire is a website that was developed to try to gather together all the charities, helplines and services that somebody might need to remain independent and in their own home for as long as possible. And how do, how do people get in touch? Yeah, if you go onto the website, that's www.connecttosupporthampshire.org.uk. They'll find the website. And this is all done through Hampshire County Council, yeah? It is. It was a, it was a website commissioned by them, trying to, gather, um, to help people find the right information they need before crisis. Brilliant, Brenda. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you very much. Really good to hear about the Connect to Support website there, actually. Often perfect to end it after we've gone to talk to lots of local charities. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a great way to win. We've met some lovely people. Everyone is looking for volunteers. It has been a tough time for everyone. It's been wonderful to meet them all, find out a little bit about what they do, what they offer, how they're looking to help. And, uh, yeah, now it can all be brought together by Connect Sport Hampshire. So yeah, here ends our odyssey around the community fair. The P stands for Petersfield. Petersfield is special to me. The Peapod. Claire, we've had a wonderful morning. We discussed earlier in the show around crepes and you brought up the subject of a savoury crepe. You said I looked horrified. So we walked along, had a look. And um, I'm going to apologise. So, as well as the uh, sweet crepes that are on offer, there is a pork feast. Gammon, ham, chorizo, char-grilled tomato, chutney, mozzarella and red onion. Thoughts? <laughs> Thank you for the apology, Joe. <laughs> It sounds lovely. They have a nice, actually I think they have more savoury options available than they do sweet. 
Have you honestly never... I'm so surprised you've never come across savoury crepes before. You seem a bit shocked. I'm a bit shocked, but the problem is they've all got cheese in and a crepe's going to be hot, thus the cheese is going to melt. It's a no-go. Oh, Joff. It is the best bit, Laura. I completely agree with you. It is. <laughs> well, there we go, Joff. We're just going to have to agree to differ. <laughs> Enjoy your sweet crepe. <laughs> and that's it for this week's Peapod. Thank you for joining us. Thanks also to the many charities we spoke to here today, to John Walker and Susie Wilde, as well as to the celebrating Shine Radio team who support the show and help to put it together. We end this week's Peapod with a new song from local choir SOS from the Kids and Roots. So from Joff and I this week, bye! May your roots grow deep underground Where the life-giving wells are found As you go about your day May we find our roots are interlaced May the earth nourish and sustain So 
Petersfield's detailed daily roundup of roadworks and restrictions. I'm Vicky and I've got you covered with updated data from the utility companies, highway agencies and local councils. And I'll keep an eye on the public transport for you too. Listen every weekday morning and at lunchtime for Shine Radio's local travel news. And if I'm not saying what you're seeing, you can always call or WhatsApp me on Petersfield 555 500 or email team at shineradio.uk. Shine Radio Travel News, driven by Petersfield Used Car Centre on the Winchester Road in Strood. 